0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This show is brought to you in association with lab books. Just click the link on the description to the show. Sign up and get a free bet up to 50 pounds when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it.
1: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that powered into one of the major cup finals this week. This week on Heart and Hand, goals and uh, what's that coming from the roof? <laughs> Welcome to Heart and Hand the Rangers Podcast, my name is David Edgar, as always I am your host and I'm joined this week by pod legend, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. Hello, good evening and welcome. My um, associate co-host of course, uh, Scott, um, Scott Vandenacker, still on probation, mm-hmm. um, six years in. You
0: can well, dress up any way you like though, but it's still underlying, isn't it? Oh god yeah, I mean, it's a title, it's not a raise. No, it's a title, I suppose I should be happy with that. Yeah, you, you take what you can get in this life
1: mate, that's, that's what I always say, well to you. <laughs>
0: Yeah to me yeah. But it's interesting Your intro there I was, I was listening intently And um, people talk about The Copa America David don't they mm-hmm. And this thing Was it The World Cup but can be to be honest good,
1: I think They
0: only have it Every four years only every four years It's pretty devalued When you compare it to What is Scotland's Fourth leading trophy yeah. And as Scotland Invented the passing game it was one of the first teams To play international football And is one of the Founding countries of the game That makes it probably The fourth most important Trophy in the world
1: It's hard to argue
0: it's hard to argue well, with it? That, hard isn't
1: it? to win, as it
0: turns out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. no, well, we're running out chance right to win it, so uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, yes, Petrofac, yeah. um, the legendary Petrofac tournament. A lot of players, I mean, Neymar Jr., there's all this stuff about will he stay with Barca or will he go, but a lot of it's because he hasn't got the Petrofac in his CV. Aye, I, I heard that that's why he hasn't won the Ballon d'Or yet. Yeah, a um, lot of players have got it missing. Yeah, um, there are rumours. I think we've got a chance to cement
1: a place in history. Yeah, a legacy. Before we get started this week, Scott, um got an email to playbackmedia uh, uh sorry, ibroxrox at playbackmedia.co. their
0: lawyers deal with it? Okay. Hey <laughs>
1: well, in this case it was um someone who frequents the Celtic boards. pipes oh, Yeah know. Yeah. And uh, apparently it was a thread about us. Hey and uh yeah, I mean they like seconds after the pod was released. The guy must have been sitting waiting for it. And uh, the amount of them that listen to it every week staggers me. But they were quite insulting, Scott. They said that you sounded, and I quote here, like a big poof. Well, yeah, I thought that's what we're going for. Well, that's homophobic for a start off, right? For for so-called people that pride themselves on their left wingery. But uh, they also called me Nedga, which is quite hurtful. That's quite hurtful. I would have thought you'd be quite nice tones. Well, the, the fact is, you know, I may, I may well be an Ed, but I, I live in a massive house and I own loads of stuff and have loads of money, so you know, <laughs> That's true. swings and roundabouts. But I thought I should come up with an insult for this bloke because he's obviously listening. Hello, bloke. And um, I thought, so, so, what would I do? But it's not as easy as you think. So, what I thought was, I'd go with the classic meme of I shag your whatever, right? Yeah. But there was inherent difficulties here, Scott. Yeah. The first one I came up with. Tell me what you think is. I thought I would go with I shagged your girlfriend, but Unlikely, uh, yeah. he doesn't have a girlfriend, does he? Doesn't no.
0: So then, if, he, if he's sitting at home waiting to download Heart and Hand, yes, probably not got a girlfriend. Unlikely,
1: no. and he's not even a Rangers fan. Rangers fan, oh. you've got an excuse, right? Celtic fan, no. So I then thought insult for random huddle board bloke. What did I come up with? And then I thought, ah, I shagged your ma. Classic Scottish meme, right? Yep. Can't fail with that. I can see already. But so is everybody, most likely. And he's got no idea who it is, anyway. So then it hit me, like I, I, I possibly touched by God. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue. Inspiration, the muse, if you like, hit me, and then I got it. Yep. I've shagged your sister, and she said I was a better ride than you. I like that, yes. That'll hurt him. That'll, that'll hurt him. That will hurt him. That He'll be phoning her right now to inquire if, if in fact, she had the audacity to say that someone was a better ride than him. So uh, that's my insult to random huddleboard bloke. Um, but, but keep listening, mate. money in my pocket, so you <laughs> in. I
0: don't care. Uh, can you see, can you see when you're doing your investigation? Can I ask you quickly, when you're doing your research? Yes. the huddleboard have any uh, threads about Celtic yet?
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't go on it. Uh, I right. you know. I, I might go to you know nakedwankingmidgets dot com, but I'm I'm not going to infect my computer with that filth. Right. So, you know, it's it's not happening. Right. Anyway, um, we should probably talk about football because there's been two matches this week and they've both been quite good. Uh, I, but I want to talk about them both. Let's kick off first of all with the Saint Mirren match. For, if I will take them both together. Saint Mirren four 0 in the the Petrofac, and then Dumbarton four 0 in the league. And I, I think if one word came out of those two matches, Scott, that word for me would be patience.
0: Well, yes, that's one of the words. Um, that I, first thing, can I start by saying that I don't always agree with opposition managers, David, and you know why? Yeah, they often have no, a jaundiced view of the game. You see incidents differently. They're they're always aren't. claim that they should have won, and you know it can be frustrating listening to the post-match interviews. But. but um, Ian Murray hates St Mirren fans.
1: Oh God, Ian Murray does. But to be fair, it's mutual. Um, I, I know yeah. a St Mirren fan and that relationship. They were awful excited at the start and now. I actually couldn't believe the level of it But then again, I couldn't believe how far ahead
0: of them we are in the league. It's
1: something like 30 points.
0: Well, did I just see if any St Mirren fans listening in? Because we know what Celtic fans do. So um, it's Morton with no 12 points level. ahead of them.
1: Yeah, well that, that was what really hurt that guy's feelings in particular but uh, yeah I mean yeah transitional season we all knew that but Jesus Christ this That'd is bad crap. and they um, blame money for
0: it. I don't understand is the guy McGinn who they released as surplus to requirements is Hibbs player of the season what on earth were they doing? No I don't think they released him because of that I think he was looking for more money Right uh, okay because he, mo- he seemed to be a sideways move but anyway was a sideways was move absolute absolutely. Hopeless, and we should state that first this isn't the St. Murren that you'd normally be facing a team who over the years have been able to Sometimes reach great heights, except when they play Celtic. Yes, um, and uh, they are they are pretty shit. But what has happened in the last two games has been a return of this thing. Do you remember David? Uh, uh, behind each sort of you know, it stands out at the end, the netty thing. Yes, it's sort of like between two sticks. Well, that's be- that's called an onion bag. Okay, and we've hit it regularly we've hit it many times. Whereas the onion bag in on our side hasn't been ruffled in the slightest. No, it all looked like getting ruffled what we're doing with our possession and of course the pod has picked this up so many times well that's just how it's changed obviously so, I mean obviously they're listening to us we are using the possession to keep teams away from our goal and to put teams under pressure with it so it's not a 70% possession sideways it's a form of defence and a form of attack I like it
1: yeah what we've been doing with I heard people say well Dumbarton the Dumbarton manager said this he retired in the second half and the other manager said something similar and yeah, but it wasn't by accident. It's because we were moving the ball quickly all over the park and you were having to chases and eventually you didn't have the legs to chases and our probing led to, to opportunities. Well, we've well not done for a few weeks. Yeah. Now, yes, Marin did hit the post and it could have changed the game. Didn't? We won 4-0, right? And I'm not going to sit and reflect on could and would because we had plenty of chances and could have been four up at half-time. So you can't do that. But... We do need to be more clinical. We know that. We've said that for a long time. And I think everyone agrees in that. We'll come to that in terms of players that we're linked with. But I think what was heartening to see was that the players... See, I, I don't get this thing where you're playing really well for half an hour and you haven't scored, but you're all over them. You're making chances and you stop doing what you've been doing. I never get that. You know, um, Panic setting in. It's just keep doing what you're doing. It'll come. And you could see that in both matches. I would say that the crowd... Not all of them. Um, and not even... A majority of them but we, we do have enough that, that that you can hear them not every attack is going to lead to a goal and the game ends after 90 minutes so therefore don't panic if after 50 minutes we're only one up mm-hmm. because that really kind of frustrates me, the, last night of the game I heard people shouting things like get in the box when we had one guy in the box and five defenders, no don't get it in the box that's stupid, you know Let's let the team play football They're very good at it Opposition teams struggle to cope with over the course of 90 minutes You don't have to have the game won in the first 20 And you're going to you know, It's not that we didn't score goals in both these matches You saw some terrific
0: goals in both matches mm-hmm. I think what we've not been doing a week's Fans were frustrated because we've been playing The passy, touchy, really Ticky-tacky game Too slowly and in front of teams And as you see we haven't been stretching them from side to side as the last two games, we've been trying again to up the intensity. We have been dragging teams about, and of course it might take time. And um, I think you're right. You only go out after 50 minutes, but if you're playing the game the right way, at the right tempo and pace, teams are going to tire and get fed up chasing the ball. And you just have to. The answer is not to get a six foot three target man, and lump it oh forward. God, it really um, is. There's more to the game. What we were doing wrong was tempo and and yes, directness. hundred percent. What we were trying to do, the style that we were trying to play wasn't wrong.
1: No, it was exactly what you say. It was just that we weren't playing at a tempo. And also the thing that I like, particularly in the Dumbarton game, is after doing that and maybe tiring them out, we actually upped the tempo at the start of the second half. And when you do that, then tiring legs will struggle to cope with it. It's If you drop your tempo as they tire, then you negate the benefit you get from them not being as fit as you. Yep. Um, whereas last night we came out and we really, really went for it and you know you, you saw the results we were excellent. Speaking of the results, both games crucial, I mean it's so clear going forward that especially at Ibrox with the exception of Hibs and maybe a cup tie and probably not in cup ties actually, we're going to face 10 men defences every mm. week. So that, that's what it's going to be and it is going to sometimes be sludgy if we don't get an early goal. The first goal is absolutely crucial, but the second one is the pivotal one. Because they don't come out at 1-0 because they think we might get a long shot or a corner, you never know. They come out at 2-0 and that opens up a bit of space. So it's not so much about getting the first goal, although it is, obviously, in any football match, it's the cliche for a reason, it's quite important. It's getting that second one, that gives us the freedom to play. And you saw that, especially against St. Marin, I thought.
0: I mean... I think maybe it's a confidence thing as well. The way things have been going, but, but yeah, the team when they got that second goal on both occasions, they, they just went on, they went on to get more and looked really hungry. Um, it's like you're saying, an interesting point about psychology. If you're St. Murren or Dunbarton and you get a half time break and you're barely got your breath back, and Rangers come out even faster at the start of the second half, of course that's a huge blow. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what we weren't doing. I think the last few weeks, maybe longer. We've been letting teams back in the game, we've been taking a breather during the game, slowing it down, passing it in front of them. That just lets them get back into it, get more people back. You have to discombobulate them while you're on top. And, as you say, I know we're going to lead on to it anyway, but it's down to the players now, psychologically as well, finish some of these chances. It's not that we're not creating any, but you're right, we're going to have to put them away earlier and start putting teams to bed, because then we can go and really express what we're trying to do. But we cannot miss as many sitters as we're doing. It is somewhat of a problem.
1: Oh, it absolutely, is because we we touched on this last week when we were making twenty chances and burying five. It's not so bad, but when you're making eight chances, you know, obviously, then the percentage drops. And when you're making maybe four across a match, you should win the match with that, but we don't always take them, and and that costs is against Livingston uh, and costs us against Hibs as well. You know, we had the chances what? against Hibs and we should have won that match. Uh, you may even say, if you really wanted to be picky, couldn't put away that fairly easy header against St Johnson? It goes to 3-2 with 35 minutes left, who knows? But then, I'm doing what I said earlier I shouldn't do, which is, you know, if your maw had boz, etc, etc. To then move on to a couple of performers for the last two games... Um, Man of the matching, both for me, Jason Holt Scott, he's been excellent And we picked him out early in the season And uh, later on this week we've got a little thing coming at you A a little pod on our our Very mini pod, don't get excited On our players of the season Where we talk more about Holty, But Scott, give the the listeners uh, A taste of how much we love Jason Holt
0: We love Jason Holt because He was well, well within budget Exactly the kind of player That Mark Warburton would have been looking for and fitted the profile in terms of age and willingness to learn. Mm, it's just It's worked probably a bit even better than people could have thought. a Hearts, he had quite a robust style, I think. He was seen as being small, always wanted to take touches, always wanted the ball, hugging possession. They couldn't see a role for him. I think the way we play is probably more suitable for the player. And I'm sure it's suitable for Hearts. I mean, they don't seem to have missed a beat. I think it's worked out brilliantly. He came to us for that amount of money. it's it's going to be great for us and great for him as well No, I love watching him he's so clever he's involved
1: in everything that we do uh, when we're attacking and he's now starting to add goals to his game and he's a really classy player and yeah people say oh I wonder if he can do it in the SPFL top division but I I don't know time will tell but I'm enjoying watching him just now and I think he's young enough to learn and he certainly has the ability a couple of mentions I'd I'd also like to point out Tav. Um, has dropped a little bit and had an absolute shocker I thought against Dumbarton looks actually a wee, like,
0: weirdly like a wee bit of a loss of confidence I think when he's scoring a lot of goals his confidence was up but recently for whatever reason we've talked about it the lack of pace that we've shown maybe taking a, a wee lull he was under a bit more pressure mm. I think he got horsed a few times by white players you're right and he seems to have taken it really you know I think it's really set him back It's not he's a lack of effort
1: I mean he was Trying his heart out uh, Last night It just yeah. he, he couldn't You know nothing went right Although even in a bad night He set up that first goal With a terrific cross
0: Yeah I mean He's still he's a good player He's a very modern fullback See you and I Are probably not the best people To judge Because Fullbacks that can't defend And they're judged entirely on how many goals they can get Yeah, Something that I still can't get my head around no, I'm, I'm um, I think if he that. can't defend As a defender Then it's a pretty poor starting point but that's not the way it is now Um hopefully cracks in a few long range goals and gets his confidence back mm. but yeah also I think there's been a nice return from uh, Martin Wycorn.
1: yes and Andy Halliday as well the last two matches in
0: particular he was struggling a bit he was and I think you may not agree but there's been a bit of a return to form from uh, Big Keenan. no to, I, like, I like Big Kieran know, I agree with you yeah he's had his critics but I think he's been the best of the central defenders and he's getting better I think
1: I think so too and again it's the age profile I mean the guy can learn if if he's got the right attitude he's got a good manager he's got one of the best centre-halves you could possibly learn from sitting in the dugout each week
0: so yeah So there's confidence signs and that things are starting to you don't know what happens at a club you've got no idea what's happening at training and we've said this before they're not the best squad in the world and maybe that intensity the Barcelona or the Bayern Munich have maybe it's beyond them every week Mm. maybe they always hit a a mid-season slump you well,
1: know, better teams than the Rangers have done Have done exactly the same. Um, yeah. I've had a mid-season slump or, and Ali's last team a whole season slump. They managed to go pretty much August to May. Yeah, getting get worse each week uh, up until Ali left. Now, um, oh, before I move on to the next bit, uh, Jordan Thompson started to get a few yes. minutes and lo- looks decent. Uh, where did we pluck
0: him from again? It was down south, wasn't
1: it? He was an ex-man, he'd been released, but he was an ex-man youth
0: player. Oh, well, yeah. He, um... There's been some good things said about him, and apart in some of the under like, 20, the development squad, yeah, apparently he's been showing up really well. One of these players that I think uh, Warburton would love, in that he's got a good first touch and he likes to keep the ball and pass it, keeps it moving, doesn't give away possession. And I think you're always going to be a player. We've talked about this in the pod for five years, David, haven't we? Yep. Players we've always lacked, are the players that can keep the ball, keep the ball moving, with far too many up and at them, you know, competitive types. You need players that can keep the ball and passable. The There's no level of football anywhere in Europe that where anybody can run faster than the ball. Yeah, absolutely. You need footballers and um apparently he is one and last night he came on and yeah.
1: yeah very, very
0: encouraging. Very yeah, encouraging. It's
1: a good sign, it's it's nice to see. I've been watching the Brian Clough and reading the book about the Brian Clough document. Oh, well, it's not Brian Clough specifically, but Nottingham Forest. You know their European Cup winning team. I believe yeah. in miracles. Both the book and the movie highly recommended. People for your Christmas list. Um, just fantastic stories. And uh, Clough's way of management was, you know, superb. Obviously, he, he wasn't great on tactics. Um, in particular, he said to one of his, uh, to a couple of his players, he's like, "Look, you can't play football. He can. So get it and give it to him." I like that that. but the other thing it was brilliant Um, it was Mark O'Neill said he said to us at one point this is our pitch and if anyone's going to come here and have more of the ball on our pitch then I'm going to fall out with you Uh, and I love that I think that's just such a great such a great um, maxim to have I think you know yes it's it's our pitch and we're going to have the ball and you can do the chasing so uh, should probably bring up before we move on from the matches the stadium it was a bizarre sight in the Dumbarton match of people in the Govan front, uh, one particular section, having to move to the Broomland because uh, I, I, what looked to me like a bit of rigging had come off the roof. Um didn't look massively dangerous, it was a bit felt, but we've said for a long time there are issues with the stadium and um, maybe this is a sign that we're going to have to look to, to getting redevelopment done sooner rather than later. I think
0: there's a few things here. I think the stadium's looking tired you got to remember what a mess the board inherited.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not blaming the board
0: for it. No, look, we've said this, though. See if you had to get a list of priorities for Rangers, it's all of them. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Everything's a priority. Nothing's been done. Nothing's been spent. I went earlier in the season uh, to Yeah, Brummel on front, and uh, the toilets were an absolute disgrace. It was just, honestly... Was that after
1: it, you'd finished them?
0: No, no,
1: I don't know. Imagine you walking it, going, "I honestly, I wouldn't go in there, mate." I,
0: I'd give it five minutes. Give like. Five minutes. Um, it was just, it's, it's not good. But it, it, apparently now we've got a few people who know these things or say they do. You know, who are in out a lot. say they're talking three million pounds plus. I don't know if we have all that at the moment. Remember, you just had your birthday, David, haven't you? Have. Recently, your birthday. And the stadium, the first one that was put down, the first one that was opened by Liverpool, I believe, Liverpool FC it's almost as old as you. Yeah, like, yeah. people think, oh, there's no seat of stadiums up, and it is a masterpiece, especially in the main stand, parts of it are 35 years old. Yeah. It's all, it's, it needs done up, of course it does, like any building, it needs new cladding, new pointing, electricia, electrician work done. You need to let me say the word electrician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And nothing's been done at all yeah, you for had, years. You've had it's Harry Kane like, there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, so we need to do it. The trouble is, of course, we're saying to the board, "You need to spend all your money in uh, youth development and training and coaching. Oh, and the first team. Oh, and the stadiums collapsing. (laughs) And And could you keep a million pound back to sue all the media we hate?
1: Yes,
0: it's difficult. The fans, we want it all. We want it yesterday. Yeah, because we're Rangers fans. You've said this since the first issue of the pod. Rangers aren't a club like any other club. Rangers are a club like a handful around the world, where we demand stuff and when it's achieved, we simply demand other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we do, It's who we are. <laughs> yeah, and there's Bayern, maybe Man U, there's a few clubs in the world where the fans are like, that's ah, all right. It's like, someone once wrote with Richard Goff, I think he himself, he was talking in an interview and he said, to uh, the Rangers it's tough because you lift a trophy, you raise it to the fans and you know that every one of the fans is just waiting for August for the kickoff of the next season. <laughs> and, and that, it's a tough place to be and the board are realising that now but, Yes, stadiums are one of the things, and it does need done, and we're not going to forget about it. That's the problem at Rangers. We know, and we're going to keep reminding them, but I'm sure they'll get around to it. The club's won by good guys now. No, absolutely. And, Scott, Mark Warburton being linked with Fulham. Your thoughts? My thoughts would be he would end up worse off than when he was at Brentford, in the bottom half. Yeah, they sack managers every eight months. Much every, every eight he used to have a statue of Michael Jackson outside the stadium. And nothing's gone right for him since he got rid of it. Well, that's actually true. Maybe that was the the tactical font that they used. Mm-hmm. Maybe they rubbed the Michael... Oh, no, let's not go rubbing the Michael Jackson. No,
1: uh, that could lead to problems. Yeah. My, my view on it is this, right? Mark Warburton will at one point leave Rangers for a bigger league, not a bigger team, but a bigger league, uh, in will. my opinion. right, We have to accept that. Now, people are saying... Here's the I'm not going to make us a hostage of fortune to say, no, no, he'll definitely not leave. I, I don't know. Um, the only person who does is Mark Warburton. Um, so and Mrs. Warburton. And, and Mrs. Warburton, true. But I, I, I don't know. Now, I see people on websites and on Twitter making their point by saying, oh no, he won't leave because they do this at Fulham and they do that and he's building something and all the rest of it. You don't know. And the fact of the matter is that in the case of Mark Warburton, any argument you make is comes from the starting point you want which is you say, I want him to stay and therefore here are all the reasons why he will stay you could equally go the other way and say, I want him to go and here are all the reasons we want him to go I think he'd be mad to do it that I can say, you know, 100% honestly but I don't know I hope he doesn't, I don't think he will but I don't know so we're we're not going to be one of those pods that sits there and says, oh he'll definitely not go and here's why, because we don't know there's pros and
0: cons, I think the two things are I, I, not in our favour is the fact that his family haven't moved up and he's talked before about he loves going down but it's, you know, he doesn't see them enough yeah. that's eventually going to be a factor secondly he's from London where Fulham are from and he will want to manage again down south in our favour is the fact that Fulham have no consistency have no infrastructure as such and yes you see the sack managers every every five months he's not going to like that and secondly they're on the bottom half fighting relegation rather than part of a project that's going to get promoted and I think overall, when you, I think we're going to have him for another season or two. Yes, I've mm-hmm. seen a, a couple of seasons like for West Brom, Villa. We cannot say that he will never leave because he loves. He's people say this thing was he? oh, He's now one else. He's become. He's not. Yeah, will eventually pursue his career. Yeah, but I don't think film at the moment. I don't think film at the moment will be enough to take him away from us. No, but we, I, but we know, but well, we don't know. But we don't know, and if he does go next week's pod we're going to edit all this to make it look like we thought he was definitely gone. yeah of course Yeah, yeah.
1: we were always at war with Eurasia yes frankly um, we've been linked with a couple of players from Accrington Stanley which I think is brilliant I think you'd love to sign players from Accrington Stanley uh, uh, and see if we could also get a player from Corinthians as well while we're yeah. at it um, Matt Crooks who's a defence midfielder and Josh Windass who is an attacking midfielder and the son of uh,
0: spectacularly thick former Aberdeen striker Dean Indeed, um, now, I'm hoping that lad Crooks is Garth Crooks' son. He's not. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like it, Can kind I of put it that way. <laughs> he might have a little let of go there. Um, okay, so, I think, apparently, the lad Windass is quite good. What's interesting, David, or is it? You tell me. <laughs> I don't is it the agent of both of these lads was apparently a guest of guess, the club at the Dumbarton game? Yeah. This shows you that it might not be smoke. Now, we've often talked about smoke and fire. As you know, it's a theme in this programme. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe there's no smoke without fire mm-hmm. even though it's fires that we often light yes but yes. it would assume that they're talking to certain agents about certain players certainly it would assume that there are some sort of things going on and apparently Windass is quite good yeah and people have been talking about him as being a great prospect so yeah I mean he's not going to bring his dad though is he fright in the wind uh, Dean Windass I don't know oh. he's, he's like the whole City's version of uh, McCall it Bradford you know he's He's a bit of a gunk type figure. I don't know. I'm sure Aberdeen fans think that he was good, but I can't remember, because we used to win all the time. Yeah, he Aber- was I've got an Aberdeen relative, as you know, no, he, Aberdeen brother-in-law. He, yeah. They'll tell me about some of the greats. Yeah. All I remember is us pumping them and winning all the trophies. Uh, no, he, he so was their greats didn't good. feature on our radar, really.
1: Yeah, no, he, he, was, he was a decent player. He was named Nigel Pepper, but he was a decent player. We've also signed a guy from, uh, well, not from, he'd been released by Feyenoord, uh, comes with a reputation, young player, Tariq Fagrach. And uh hot head, mm-hmm. what's that? I've hot head. Yes, a bit of a hot head, and uh, released from from Firend for it. But seventeen, it's just a pun,
0: isn't it? punt The other thing about it is Rotterdam is mental. <laughs> yes. So if you grew up in a housing estate in Rotterdam, chances are you're going to be a bit mental anyway. And I wouldn't worry too much about that. Mm-hmm. Um As you say, you pick him up for buttons. You train him. You put him in the development squad. And if he's just a total psycho who can't concentrate on his football. You release him? Mm-hmm. Find another club? I don't see the harm in that at all. Hmm.
1: Now, the last thing this week in the football section of the pod is the AGM, which fell held last week and was a bit different to last year's AGM. And uh, the main news coming out of it is that the board are going to pay Mike Ashley back the £5 million that the board shamefully drew down unnecessarily uh, last year just before they were forced out of the club to give Ashley a bit more leverage in the event that they were forced out of the club.
0: Your thoughts? Well, my my thoughts are confused. Um, Basically, in terms of the onerous deals, shall we use that phrase? Yes. It doesn't help. No. What it does help with, though, is he will have absolutely no say over the assets of the club. Yes. Which were, of course, used as leverage for the the loan. Mm. So, stadium, training pitch, he's gone from all of that. So it's probably a good idea. Um, It's a lot of money we don't really have, but as you say, it should never have been drawn down. It wasn't necessary. And setting that right is something that I think is good however it doesn't seem to impact in any way on this utter bullshit deal with Sports Direct yes. which is still going to I think end up in the courts regardless yeah. so mixed makes feelings it helps a bit I'm glad the fact is that we can't default on payment and he ends up having anything to do with a stadium or training pitch mm-hmm. so and that's probably worth it alone
1: yeah agreed 100% totally agree with that ok then now just before we go into this week's Sporting Integrity section, the pod, as you noticed, is not brought to you for love. It's brought to you for advertising dollars. And with that in mind, a your ad. Sporting Integrity is the section when we look around the world of sport and see, well, what the hell's been going on basically, in terms of people who are fan-dans. I think that's
0: a fair description. Scott, the floor is yours. I'll give you an example, okay, of a a sporting integrity fan-dan. Imagine, if you will, David, you and your neighbours from the same city had over the years had to face teams like Arsenal, Fenerbahce, Parma in the qualifying rounds, okay? Yes. It then got made easier, I think, called the Champions route.
1: Yes, where you have to play, like, Sporting kickoff of uh, Bratislavovia. Yes, you then
0: took this Champions Route made an arse of it twice and, in one season. And, yep, and get pumped out Europe repeatedly by nobody. Then you then try to get together with other clubs, apparently, such as Ajax and Feyenoord, say that it's still no fair because we're not getting through the qualifying rounds. Mm. That's sporting integrity, folks. That's the kind of thing we're talking about.
1: The the thing is with the terms, right? We say it was not fair. Firstly It's not about fairness Right and it's, was. it's beyond naive And actually Criminally sad And pathetic And childlike To try and pretend That it is um, I'm sure they'll, they'll be getting The word sport and integrity Out now It's like a It's like a comfort blanket You actually find more of them Now in the East End Than you do Like sort of, um, People Asking you for two bob For a cup of tea So It's it, It's just a total false It's basically Yeah we need the money And we find it too hard To get in going and make it easier the case would have been a lot better had they not brought so little to the table in Europe this year. Yeah. Do
0: you think they qualified for the group stage? Yeah, and you could and legitimately argue... Instead, well, we Celt- have Celtic- to withdraw, Celtic- Yeah, Getting pumped out, and then bunch to other teams have been pumped out and saying, this isn't fair, doesn't really. it's just sour grapes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very Celtic. Before you,
1: you head off on the old sporting integrity, Scott, um, a couple of things I want to mention. Firstly, about why you should maybe change your branding... When you go to different markets an Indian sportswear company have launched uh worldwide, but we're part of the world here and I don't know if it's going to take off over here because their brand name is spunk right so, so you'd be covered in spunk you would be covered in spunk head to toe you could wrap yourself in, in spunk now you and I wouldn't because we don't wear
0: sportswear unless we're playing sports yeah but even then I mean I would go you know play sevens and I'd have to just get myself. Spunked
1: up, really? So, yeah, you'd be in a changing room full of men covered in spunk. Now, admittedly, that's most Monday nights, but uh, hey. different reasons here. Did you see what I did there? I, I did, read, there? yes. That whole <laughs> thing was just so I could say that you got covered in spunk by all your mates. You know, the, who's the, the hobbity one and the wee guy and, you know, all your wee sad mates. Yeah. Oh, but I tell gone. you, me and the crazy boys could give you a leathern, mate. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you probably could, but let's be honest, you wouldn't get through my bodyguard. <laughs> That's true. Which, I mean, no, no no one knows you live now. Move to the country and yes. it's just I don't know. Exactly. Uh Herman's here, But the other thing I want to mention is Gary Neville. Kind of a shock development, although the the clues are there I suppose you look at it. Gary Neville has been appointed manager mm-hmm. of Valencia. Now the reason it's maybe not as utterly left wing as it seems is firstly, and obviously Phil Neville is there already as he's just been promoted to assistant manager and the owner of Valencia is Peter Lim, who probably not coincidentally owns 51% of Salford City. Yes. Which, of course, uh, Gary Neville and the Class of '82 are famously involved in as well. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's still a surprising one. But Phil Neville, right? <laughs> Talk about He's just never getting out of Gary's shadow, is he? Ever. It's just no. not going to happen. See, at school, I guarantee you, that Gary Neville would see Phil sniffing round a bird and go and shag her more attractive older sister just to show he could.
0: Oh, absolutely. In fact, the night Phil lost his virginity, I'm pretty sure after just finished. And in the darkness came the voice. All right, Phil. Gary, yeah. Next. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, best of luck to us.
1: Very interesting. Uh, sad for all us Monday night football viewers because he's he's been terrific. And fair play to Jamie Carragher. Who tweeted? Uh, absolutely gutted. This is like
0: when Peggy Arfex had left Liverpool. <laughs> good, yeah. um, so, so fair play to him. But uh, I probably said to him at the time. He probably probably said to him, "Howie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, undoubtedly, undoubtedly." Yeah, no, I maybe. mean, I, I think it was the least he could do. So this is usually the the my erection section. Yes. What what I would like to say is, you know, we had to be advert break earlier. If anybody would like to sponsor the section, it'd be like, "Hey, I'm Scott." And this Sporting Integrity is brought to you by... And feel free, send me stuff. Chocolate, cake, a magazine, anything. To be honest, some old, I don't know, some old second-hand cut-offs you've got. Yeah. No matter what you make. Bits of fencing. I don't know, gardening implements. Yeah,
1: that, that would be quite cool. I think the ideal section for this, this, this thing would be a washing powder manufacturer. You know, still using big-box powders? Don't. Um, that, but because then... It could be, like, just off the top of my head, the manufacturer Omo. And then you could say, brought to you by a large Omo. I could, yes. Because you wouldn't want to buy the smaller package. No, no, you would just, you would, you would want regular sized Omos or no use at all. If you're going to go with with Omo, uh, yeah, a big Omo, make sure it's it's a big Omo. Or a fairy. Fairy as well. I mean, yeah. We'll no, the, 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 there's so many possibilities, but yeah, I'd never thought of that. Get in touch. You could, you could sponsor this session. Nobody likes it.
0: But, quite, David will tell you I'm quite cheap. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Thank you, um, So, I've got just a few bits and pieces, a few Romanian bits and pieces. You know we like that, don't you? Oh, we really do. Um, uh in Brazil, though, where referee Guillermo Sireta has accused Brazil's FA of taking him off the referee's list for being far too beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he said his male modelling work had made other board members uneasy. Why? <laughs> Why was they uneasy? Why must we all be ugly? Why must refs be ugly? Why can't point. they be handsome and lovely like me? That's a very good point. FA officials, however, deny prejudice. A spokesman from Brazilian FA said he was actually just a really substandard referee. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a fair point. Well, to be fair, most of our referees are ugly and they shit and substandard. I know. so you know, it's one out of two, not so. mutually exclusive. Oh, that, that's good. I love his attitude. Uh, I love that guy's attitude. Reminds me. Why did sack me because I'm so beautiful? They didn't mate, but still, yeah, but still. But he's got his looks to fall back on. Yeah, of course. So, And then we go off to Romania, of course, right? Cool. A we, we, Romanian hat-trick had to bring us home. First of all, Gigi Bacali. Now, you know he's crazy, yes. don't you? Oh, yeah. Now, you know the things he's done. Let's just give one example, of course, was a suspended jail sentence for kidnapping, oh, <laughs> amongst right. many other things. Um, has become furious. You know he's been released from prison and he's now a born-again Christian? Yes. And one of his players was alleged, alleged have done a little bit of domestic violence oh that's not good it's not good but it's alleged right and Gigi was asked to comment on this and of course he's not a man to comment oh hold on hold on he's a vagabond (laughs) okay thug thug scum yes he's talented how can you hit women impossible vagabond scum ah never that's my opinion I'm with Gigi on that one yes so that's the thing see if you're a remaining journalist and it's a slow day Ask a Gigi for an opinion. He really does have a lot of them.
1: Well, you know my views on domestic violence? You should never punch a woman. Unless, of course, you're too drunk to kick her. Yes. Right. That's a joke. That is a joke. I, do not, I frown on domestic violence. It is a joke, right? Just before I have gangs of, of angry people marching, uh, looking for me in, in rural Ayrshire, I, I don't think
0: that at all. It's just an, it's a horrible misogynistic joke. Can I tell you something, in fact? Go on. Last time I was down at David's, myself and Robbie went down to see to see David. Folks are so delighted were we with your your wife, your now wife Sally. She's such a lovely lady, isn't she? Yeah. We actually, Robbie, come from India. We brought her some sportswear. <laughs> <laughs> we did <laughs> covered it in spunk. We did. So oh, I'm tempted
1: to buy some just to give it to people for Christmas, so I it's, can say, look, I've covered it in spunk.
0: It's a joke that's going to keep on giving. Yeah, they like, could, maybe, they'll Jesus, maybe they're going to make a fortune. See, I think it could actually go the other way. I think people will be buying it for the, for the, I don't know, the durability, the stickability. <laughs> exactly.
1: Because oh, yeah. yes. you, you know, actually, it's the mistake that every young man makes. You make it once, you masturbate the bath, right? Oh. and you don't realise that what water does to Jism, uh and it just sticks you in it. And you need to have another shower and scrub yourself with like Ajax and I don't mean the And then clean the bath food. out with the shower head. Yeah, oh this is vile. <laughs> so
0: yeah, you, you could be right there. Right, onwards. Astra coach Marius Sumudica, who I think used to play for Romania as an internationalist. Yeah, Astra had a good side, did not they? Marius Sumudica, who side now they face a point seduction over debts. So what basically happened was Ion Nikolai, a big big favourite of the show yes jailed finally for all the things that he'd done that we reported to <laughs> yes. you and so he decided in the huff to cut off funding for Astra so he's not longer their chairman bastard right? so I'm getting money and they're facing a point deduction and the coach decided that he had to advise club officials on what he and the players thought from their point of view because they're obviously the receiving end of this and it's a tough transitional period and he said if the board can't solve this they have to quit because if they fail then it means everyone at the club is a cretin and an utter and complete retard well it's pretty half language. Yes. From a, from a coach, that's his opinion though. Everyone at the club's a credit and a complete retard. And finally I'm going to end with Farul Constanta. Lovely little Farul okay? Okay. For the match in Romania, the P announcer brought the players together and asked for a minute's silence. Players held hands, the fans took a hat off because it was for their long standing bus driver. Oh. He could drip the players about the coach Jan Podaru. Okay. I'm not Pod Legend, I'm No. Podaru, okay? Um and it's it's terrible and everyone stood silently and then afterwards they clapped and he's you know he's picture up on the screen and then at half time the pnn came on and said, ladies and gentlemen, John Podaru hasn't died. It's <laughs> a regrettable error. he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well that's good news for the Podaru family. It's very good for the Podaru family. I'm sure some of the fans had been shedding a tear as they stood silently we're probably slightly bemused but there's a mistake that I have to make the plan minute silence was for somebody that wasn't actually dead. See I've always wanted to do
1: that to sort of fake my own death so I could see you know people, I would i would expect much weeping and, and wailing and tears and then I could come out and go I'm alive! You know? I think there'd be a lot of
0: wailing and weeping of tears as I couldn't find your vinyl collection.
1: Yeah it's true I'd smash yeah. it actually with my dying breath Would you? Yes. Would you, not, you wouldn't leave us anything would you? No similarly I'm going to oh. suck down my gold teeth because those, those paramedics have got sticky fingers. I know.
0: you just you torture your house. Yeah, you know, exactly, on the
1: minutes. way out. So, no, absolutely. I'll be like an Egyptian pharaoh. I expect you all buried with me, frankly. That's exactly. What, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, the winner of that, I think, has got to be the referee there. So, what was his name? It's got to be uh, Guillermo Charetta. Congratulations, Guillermo. You're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. Okay, that's pretty much it from us this week. All that remains for me to do are a little bit of housekeeping. So firstly, can I tell you how to get in touch with us? You can follow us on the Twitter machine by just you know, getting on to, to Twitter. And you can follow me, it's at ibroxrocks. You can follow Scott at ScottHarthand. We're on Facebook, and uh, very amusingly too, uh, just search for Heart and Hand Rangers Podcast, and you can email us, like the person who emailed me about the, the, the huddleboard thing, it's uh, ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. I would like to thank our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers, our sound engineer, Mr. Charlie Ashworth, and thank you, Mr. Scott Vanden Acker, for gracing us with your presence
0: thank you I would like to thank the huddle board for boosting our listening figures as well
1: yeah well well done to them Uh, my name's David Edgar I'm your host and I'll talk to you again this time next week cheers bye
0: This show is brought to you in association with LabBooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up, and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?